This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. This is the Royal Blue Podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Goodison Park. Hello and welcome to the post-game podcast to reflect on Everton's 1-0 loss at Watford that made it 10 defeats in the last 16 matches. We start to pick the bones out of another miserable afternoon for the Blues with the thoughts of our Everton FC correspondent Phil Kirkbride and of Chris Beasley who was alongside Phil at Vicarage Road. I'll then read out some of the comments left on our Royal Blue Facebook page before you hear my conversation with another fed-up Evertonian, Max Carlisle. The Royal Blue Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Watford won Everton nil. A another bitterly uh, disappointing afternoon for the Blues here at Vicarage Road, undone by the single goal Andre Go, Andre Gray, sorry, uh, not long into the second half uh, from a hotly disputed corner that was only partially cleared, and then a low cross put back in uh, for the unmarked Gray to tap home. Um, Silver and his players still raging about that decision afterwards. So much so that Kurt Zuma pick up two yellow cards after the final was for dissent. Uh, so we'll miss the Cardiff match after the 17-day break. Um, but I think anybody who was here in the away end would say that that wasn't really the, the tale of the afternoon. It was it was evolved problems uh, being replaced by... Sorry, replacing the, the more recent ones. Everton actually defended set-pieces pretty well, um, only partially clearing the one that eventually led to, to the, the decisive goal. But on the whole, the, the defending was actually pretty solid and in a pretty pretty average game you know it, it wasn't the the grudge match and the, and, and, and the sort of really lively fair that, that Mr Deeney had, had advertised but instead it was problems going forward Everton had, had more of the possession they had enough opportunities with free kicks of their own in, in dangerous and in promising positions and they were wasteful um, and they wasted the big opportunities that they did carve out towards the end Dominic Calvert-Lewin will be kicking himself tonight it was actually Kurt Zuma who was excellent today it must be said before his red card as was as was Garner Gay uh, Kurt Zuma who, who, who chipped the ball in the box and Calvert-Lewin from seven eight yards out heads wide he has to score to level the game and, and you would have felt confident Everton would have hung on it and this game really this this war of attrition should have been nil-nil but instead Everton are uh, Looking at a 10th defeat in 16 games, and it, and it was not um, through any of anything particularly um, terrific that Watford did. You know, Everton uh, in the last couple of games have, have shown themselves, you know, that they cannot be, you know, they can be more difficult to play against. And, and, and this idea that they are soft touch, although it has legs, could be reversed. But today it was a, it was a soft goal, and but it was more about what they were doing at the other end and, and not being able to, to get back in a game. It's another game. They've gone behind first in and not reacted, so uh, worrying. The Royal Blue Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. This is Chris Beasley reporting for the Liverpool Echo from Vicarage Road, where Everton have been beaten 1-0 by um, Watford, thanks to a goal from Hornet substitute Andre Gray. Earlier this week... Um, 
Mr Tusk declared that um, there was a special place in hell for those Brexit uh, politicians who um, had no plan to uh, deliver the uh, UK's exit from the European Union and Marco Silva found his own living football hell today as he returned with his blue side to um, face Watford, the, cl the club who of course sacked him last season a couple of months after a well-documented uh, pursuit for his services. Um, from the Blues, um, the Everton boss was uh, roundly jeered throughout by the um, home fans who took uh, great glee in the uh, result with a whole um, range of barbs directed in the uh, Blues fans, Blues manager's direction. Um, usual fare of you're, you're getting sacked in the morning, but what have, must have really hurt um, the Everton um, manager was um, the rather um, basic shout that. Javi Gracia, the man who replaced him of course, he's better than you and as the table looks at the moment um, that seems to be the case um, Watford move ahead of um, what is actually a much more talented Everton side by four points in the table and at this um, point of the season the, the Blues just should be doing much better since the start of Jan uh, December and that um, infamous last gas derby defeat only um, Huddersfield and um, Fulham have taken fewer points to the Blues and they're now it's the bleak prospects of a 17 uh, days without a fixture and a chance to put this right before they uh, go to Cardiff City um, recent days um, Mr Mashiri, the club's uh, majority shareholder has come out with his backing of the manager and now he says it's a long term project and Silva's a manager who will build things for the future but um, in the present um, it's, it's not looking great at all and just to, to add insult to injury uh, Kurt Zuma who was arguably Everton's best player today over the, the 90 minutes we've been told was subsequently sent off after the final whistle so a, a truly miserable day for Everton and not much to look forward to at all as they go into this enforced long uh, rest period The Royal Blue Podcast from the Liverpool Echo Right before I speak to Max Carlisle, Evertonians have been having their say on our Royal Blue Facebook page. Stephen Kembry said, 17 days off, that has to be a good thing. We've played a lot of games in the last two months and it will be a good opportunity to regroup and sort things out on the training ground. There is no reason why we can't win at Cardiff and then give Liverpool a very tough afternoon in the derby if the fans get behind the players and the manager. We weren't poor today, if we had a top class striker we could easily have won, that's the difference sometimes. Personally, I'm still backing Silva. Carl Bloxham said, I am still seeing improvement from the last few weeks. We lost 1-0 away to a team fighting for the best of the rest as well. Yes, we need to improve. Yes, we need to start scoring again. But I can actually see this happening again this season. We got pushed off a cliff in the last second of the derby and we are clawing our way back from the bottom. No, I'm not happy we are losing, but I see signs of regrowth. Mark David Smith said, not one for sacking managers. I understand this is a long-term project, but if the players are not fighting for the badge, there is something fundamentally wrong. They wanted the manager to progress young talent in a playing style. I feel we should give him till the end of the season and if no improvements, let him go and go after Eddie Howe. Carl Oscar Lilsberg said, Some seem not to understand the meaning of the word long-term project. It's not even been a year and already people are calling sack, sack, sack. He inherited the squad and the mess after Koeman. And Jonathan Darwin said, I'm a big believer in giving a manager time, but the more I watch other teams, like United for example, the more I think, hang on, they didn't need time, did they? I know man for man their squad is better than ours, but they are literally transformed. Frustrating being a blue. The Royal Blue Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. 
Well, I'm now joined by Evertonian Max Carlisle. Uh, Max, you've just watched the Blues lose again, this time to Watford. What did you make of what you've just witnessed? Yeah, one of the only positives that I could take from it is that I don't think we play again t- till 17 days now. <laughs> so I think we, we need to uh, get our heads together after that. I mean, me and you talked about it yesterday, Paul. The um, I, I labelled it a phony rivalry almost, but there's almost a big game feel about when we come up against Watford now with Marco Silva as our manager and I think particularly from the first half you could tell Watford were right up for it you know we, we talked about Troy Deeney's comments before the game and yeah, it, it, it was a really physical contest particularly in the first half um, there wasn't much quality of, um, from both sides in terms of attacking moves but that, that second half is when I think everything changed Watford came out and just reached the level that we just didn't see that, that we could um Going forward, we just had absolutely nothing. I, um, I know we're going to talk about it in a bit, but I, I think that's a, the problem with that was we made changes that weren't necessarily should have been made. So, yeah, it wasn't very good, was it? No, not at all. Well, let's let's talk about that now because I know you've been on Twitter during the game saying that you you didn't understand Marco making the changes he made from the, the team that started in midweek against Manchester City. Mm. Uh, there's not much left to play for. I can understand why he's moved the messed about with the formation it's quite experimentation and I understand that you've gone for a, a narrow diamond in the midfield but by taking the likes of, of Calvert-Lewin and Bernard out for, for Tosin and Sigerson you just lose pace you lose a lot of pace and that you know that was blatantly obvious as the game went on and you see um, even Holibas I think he's something like 34 a fullback for Watford was outpacing Richarlison and that's what I mean when I say it looks like the Watford players were you know in big game mode for this match and we just didn't seem like we were able to, to match them and that, that's our, our our third loss on the bounce now and it's not looking bright Were you particularly disappointed by the response to the Watford goal because it has become one of a number of Achilles heels for Everton at the moment when when they go behind it's just it just seems like really tough and you don't back them to come back and get a point at even no, exactly, and I, I think an interesting thing to to draw from that is you know you've got to look for the for the leaders in the team in those those moments in particular. And I'm a big Tom Davies fan, but when you've got a 20 year old or 21 year old, whatever he is, as captain, um, and he's not he's not he's not shining. He's not a shining example week in week out in terms of his performance. They're not consistent, and I think with your captain, they've either got to be a proven player or or lead by example week in week out and. I think that speaks to to the. I hate to label it a crisis, but the situation the situation that we're in at the minute, we don't seem to have that type of character. Yeah, I totally agree, mate. It's quite. If you were a senior player, you should be ashamed almost, shouldn't you? You know, the fact that this kid who's been in and out of form this season, but Touchwood seems to be coming back on the rise again, is giving the captaincy. I know he's a local lad, I know he's come through the ranks, but in situations like this, you'd imagine one of the senior leaders or senior players should be taking on that that mantle. Yeah. Definitely, and as, as you say, there's a lot of weight on his shoulders. And if you look at, at his performance in the Manchester City game, yeah, I know we said we got beat 2 0, but there were positives to take from the performance, and he was certainly one of them. Um, it, as as Marco changed the form of formation for 4 3 3, he looked to uh, be able to express himself going forward a lot more. But again, he's altered the formation once again for this Watford game, and it's almost as if he was in. Um, Stuck between systems, it, it was quite it was quite frustrating to watch, particularly in the middle of the park where we were the weight of pass was poor and we just couldn't seem to find that killer ball. 
you talk about the killer ball and you, you talked about the lack of goal threats earlier. Is that, is that a, a big worry at the moment? I know a lot of the focus has been on the defending and particularly defending of set pieces, corners and free kicks, but the, the goals have really dried up at the moment, haven't they? Yeah, definitely. And uh, I think we're, we're almost in a position now where we're, we're unsure of what our best options are to roll up front. Um, I think we've we got to start with Tosin. Obviously, he was the one who got to start and played the full 90 minutes of the day. With, with Tosin, he's playing with his back to goal. Uh, he, he gives you a good physical battle with his centre-half, but in terms of creating chances for himself, he, he rarely struggles unless he's got pace coming off him. Um, in, in turn, you've got pace in Dominic Calvert-Lewin. Obviously, he's a bit more of a loose cannon than Tosin, with him being younger and a bit less experienced. But still, he, he, even today, he missed a big chance with that header. Um this may call for another role of, of Rich Allison as the number nine. Mm-hmm. He had the Mola Luckman coming back, him coming back to the side, which I'm sure Evertonians are keen to see. But um, yeah, definitely the the lack of goals at the minute is, is a worry. Just before we wrap up, we've spoke a lot about the players in this conversation, but I have to bring it on to the manager, Marco Silver. He, as expected, he, he was greeted with hostility at Vickery's Road and I hope by the end they were taunting him like, you, you're getting sacked in the morning. And I don't think that's going to happen. It, it seems from Farhad Mashiri's uh, comments in the week that you know he's, he's got the backing of the, the Everton's majority shareholder. But you know, on a run like this, I think it's 10 defeats in 16 now. Is it understandable that some fans may be beginning to question Marco? Yeah, definitely in this day and age, I think. What's that? I think it's 11 points in the last 14 games. And given that how hyper-reactive some football fans can be these days, you can definitely understand why some are you know, starting the silver out shouts. Um, and then I think it goes back to some of the points that made when he was first appointed, when you have the doubters saying, you know, he's ultimately a short-term manager coming in for you know a long-term job. Um, as you say, Mercedes given given him his backing, and as far as we're concerned, and for me personally, I think we've just got to give him the time. Um, you know, he's got a template of good football that he wants to play. I personally don't believe he's got the correct players to 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 play that type that style of football. But uh, you know, currently being in the middle of the season, there's not much that we can do about that. We've just got to mess about with what we've got, and there's not much to play for. So for me personally, as a, as a goal for the club is I think it's get the, the young lads on the pitch and see if they can get as many minutes as they can definitely agree on just a final one it's going to be a long 17 18 days as you touched on at the start but hopefully you're right get the get everyone's heads together now work on something new try and get out of this you know this rot that's just it's really it's continued since the derby in december yeah definitely it, it definitely been since the turn of the new year and that, that results in particular um and you look at our games coming up after the, the game we come back you know we've we got liverpool chelsea West Ham, Arsenal, they're all really tough games. So the Cardiff game, when we come back, we've got to be looking at it as three points. You've been listening to the Royal Blue Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.